the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. What a great day to celebrate the Lord once again and share your faith. It was a great season of Hanukkah and Christmas, and now we are celebrating the new year and looking forward to God's plan for us in 2023. So let's pray as we enter into God's presence. Avinu Malkenu, you are our Father and our King. Lord, we thank you for getting us through 2022, and we are looking for a great 2023, a year of salvations, a year of healings, a year of just strengthening our faith and our love of you and and just being in your presence and seeing changes in the people we love and seeing changes in in ourselves and seeing changes in our politicians and uh, and in our country, Lord. We're believing that you're going to do great and mighty things. So, Father, we pray, Lord, for this radio station, and we pray, Father, for this radio program, Lord, that it would truly bring you glory that it would change lives, that it would touch hearts. So, Lord, we bless you. We give you all the praise and glory in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, for those of you who'd like to start off the 2023 year with receiving a gift, we'd like to send you our booklet on Rejoicing Always. It's our way to help you start the year well and to say thank you for being a a listener to this program. For those of you who would like to help us stay on the radio in 2023, and you would like to send us a gift, we'd be humbled to receive that kind of encouragement uh, as we rely only on our listeners uh, in order to stay on the air. Either way... Whether you'd like to receive or you'd like to give or you'd like to do both, please call our office at 813-831-5673. Also, we'd love for you to come and visit one of our synagogues, check our website or Facebook page for times and locations. You know, it's... uh, 
Uh, the spelling of the first name of the synagogue is Shoresh, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, and then it's david.org. All right? We love visitors. And also, uh, if you would like one of our rabbis to teach at your church or Bible study, please don't hesitate to call our office again, 813-831-5673. Well, I think it's time. Let's talk about this new year of 2023. Well, we start with describing 2022. For some of you, it might have been a really tough year. In fact, I know for many people, it's, it's been a, a struggle. You know, and there are many reasons that it might be tough. I mean, there's health, relationships, finances, job, family, or even a sin or a repeated sin in your life. How did you respond to these difficulties? Did you become depressed? Did you lose your faith? Were you not so nice to others? Did it stop you from moving forward? So what are you expecting in this new year, in the year of 2023? Is it going to be a better year? If so, why? What can you do to see things turn around? What is your portion of this? And for this, I'm going to look at what we call the parasha, the portion, the reading for this weekend. And it's Genesis 44, 18 through 47 27. It's all about Joseph. And he had every reason to feel bad. He had some rough years. In fact, 13 rough years, and probably more than that. But in Genesis 45 5, it says, as he was speaking to his brothers in Egypt, so now don't be grieved and don't be angry in your own eyes, that you sold me here, since it was for preserving life that God sent me here before you. Be like Joseph, and don't be grieve, and don't be angry about the past. Be like the brothers who allowed their sin to take up residence in their heart and mind. Which one do you want to do, Joseph or the brothers? Now, don't allow this sin to take up residence in your heart and mind. You know, unrepentance and unforgiveness are two of the actions that cause tremendous stress and anger. When God is in control, you can repent and forgive. That's how you get washed clean. That's how you don't allow the enemy to win. That's how you don't allow anger to take up residence in your own mind and heart. Let's go back to the scripture, verse 6 now. For there has been two years of famine in the land, and there will be five more years, yet with no plowing or harvesting. But God sent me ahead of you to ensure a remnant in the land and to keep you alive for a great escape. And I think the the understanding here is that God is in control and he has a plan for you, just like he had one for Joseph. Verse 8, so now it wasn't you. You didn't send me here, but God. 
and he has made me as a father to Pharaoh, lord over his whole house, and ruler over the entire land of Egypt. Well, spiritual warfare recognizes that people are pawns of the prince of this world, Hasatan. He makes you angry at the people rather than praying for them and seeing God work in them in miraculous ways. He is the tempter. He tempts us into sin, into behaving the wrong way. We must understand God's desire for us. We have to know that he has a plan and a purpose for us. We have to know that um, what you and others see as bad, God can intend it for good and make it happen for good. We have to forget what lies behind. We have to move forward to the onward call of Yeshua. And you need faith to do these things, to trust in God. So in looking at Joseph's life, let's recount a little and see why he had so many bad years. Was there any time in the following events where Joseph complained, got depressed, or didn't move forward within the parameters he was dealt with? Number one, his brothers hated him. Told his brothers about two dreams, his brothers hated him more, and they were jealous. Even his father rebuked Joseph, but remembered um, what Joseph had said. Two, Joseph was thrown in a pit by his brothers. Three, Joseph was sold into slavery. And then he was resold to Potiphar. Now, he did become successful in Potiphar's house, but refused to lie with Potiphar's wife, who was on, uh, you know, just consistently, day after day, trying to sleep with Joseph. Joseph saw it would have been a sin toward God. So that shows us that Joseph still had a relationship with God even all after all of these years. Joseph was wrongly accused of adultery by Potiphar's wife. And so Potiphar had him thrown into prison. But even in prison, he prospered. He was put in charge of all the prisoners. And then when the baker and the chief cupbearer each had a dream, this is what Joseph said to them in Genesis 40, verse 8. Don't interpretations belong to God? Please tell me. And then the chief cupbearer, this is the sixth thing, was restored, but forgot about Joseph until two years later when Pharaoh finally had a dream. In Genesis 41.14, it says, Then Pharaoh sent and called for Joseph, so they quickly fetched him from the pit. He shaved, changed his clothes, and came to Pharaoh. There were no words from Joseph, Joseph about how unfair things were, and how it was awful to be in prison, and, and 
he wasn't supposed to be there and blah, blah, blah. He didn't say anything. He focused on God. And when asked about interpreting dreams in Genesis 41, 16, then Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it's not within me. God will answer with shalom for Pharaoh. From there on, we see Joseph having success in his life. Joseph spent 13 years from the time he was sold into slavery to the time he finished his time in prison. Now, he didn't know Yeshua, I get that. And he didn't know the New Covenant, I get that. In fact, he didn't know most of the Hebrew Scriptures. It all came after him. But I'm going to say that Joseph was an example of Philippians 2. And so we're going to dive into Philippians 2 because I think it's such an important scripture to start the year off with. Therefore, my love, oh, this is verse 12. Therefore, my loved ones, just as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now even more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. What does that mean to work it out your salvation? It means that now that you know the Lord, you need to humble yourself and work out. You should have fear of the Lord and 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 let that fear establish you into loving God and 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 developing um, good traits, good habits, good behavior. Verse 13, for the one working in you is God, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So that's an interesting thing. God is working in you and me, and his will, he's working in us for his good pleasure. It's a hard concept to understand, but God is working in us. Remember, he's the master. We are the slave. In verse 14, it says, Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you might be blameless and innocent children of God in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. Among them you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that I may boast in the day of Messiah that I did not run or labor in vain. No grumbling. Got this? For 2023, no grumbling. <laughs> no arguing. Because we're rejoicing always, right? And obviously, we live in a very dark world right now. But we're not going to even grumble and argue about that. God sees us as blameless and innocent if we don't grumble and argue. You want to take that one in for a second? When we don't grumble or argue, we shine as a light in the world. We are able to do this by holding fast to God's word and by the power of his spirit working in us. We can do this. Will you join me? At least make it a goal.
Verse 17, but even if I am being poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrifice and the service of your faith, I rejoice and share my joy with you all. The same way you also rejoice and share your joy with me. So even though we sacrifice, we are to rejoice. And you know, when we rejoice, Others around us will rejoice too. You know what happens when you come into a room and you're sad? The first thing people say is, why are you sad? And then they take on a little of what's going on with you. Yeah. Philippians 3 verse 1. Finally, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Now, I love this next line. Are you ready for this? To keep writing the same things to you is not troublesome for me, but for you, it is a safeguard. In other words, he's saying rejoice, and then he's saying rejoice, and then later on he says rejoice again, and I say rejoice. Uh, There is a theme here that we are to rejoice. Children of the Lord are to rejoice. When it comes to rejoicing in the Lord, repetition is a safeguard. And it signifies how important rejoicing in the Lord is for us being to be true disciples. So are we getting this? All right. Verse 7. But whatever things were gained to me, these I have considered as lost for the sake of Messiah. More than that, I consider all things to be lost in comparison to the surpassing value of the knowledge of Messiah Yeshua, my Lord. Okay, drink that thought up. (laughs) Everything. Okay, let's take each word. Everything, right? You know what that means. Is unimportant next to the surpassing value of the knowledge of Messiah Yeshua, my Lord. If you handled that correctly you would not get angry, and you would not be depressed, and you would not, I mean, everything, you would be able to rejoice because everything is unimportant except the value that you know Messiah, and he is your Lord. You understand how important this is? Continuing in verse 8, because of him I have suffered the loss of all things, and I consider them garbage in order that I might gain Messiah and be found in him, not having my righteousness derived from Torah, but one that is through trusting in Messiah, the righteousness from God based on trust. If there were two things, other than love, of course, that you need to do this 2023, it's trust God and rejoice. In fact, you will be able to rejoice if you trust God. That's what we've just been reading about. These these themes, we keep returning to them almost every week. Trust the Lord and rejoice in the Lord and love the Lord. Those three themes, wow, they're amazing. Verse 10, my aim is to know him and the power of his resurrection and sharing of his sufferings, become like him in his death, 
if somehow I might arrive at the resurrection from among the dead. So what is he saying? My purpose is to know him. My purpose is to know the power of his resurrection. That's all about trust. My purpose is to share of his sufferings. Even that's about trust. My purpose is to become like him in his death. How many of us think about these four things for a purpose? I certainly don't. Maybe to know him and the power of his resurrection, but not for the suffering and death. But this is what trust allows for. And even though Paul's message to us is lofty and humble, he tells us that he's not there yet. He hasn't even arrived. Verse 12 Now that I have already obtained this, oh, I'm sorry, not that I have already obtained this or been perfected, but I press on if only I might take hold of that for which Messiah Yeshua took hold of me, brothers and sisters. I do not consider myself as having taken hold of this. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal for the, the reward of the upward call of God in Messiah Yeshua. So how do I move forward? So I focus on Yeshua. I have to forget what lies behind. I can't dwell there. You know, I always think of dwelling on the negative means that the negative has taken up um, occupation of your head. You've rented space out to Satan. Don't do it. And it's, it's a strain. It says straining toward what is ahead. But I'm going to press on toward the goal for the reward of the upward calling of God and Messiah Yeshua. Then it says in verse 15, Therefore, let all who are mature have this attitude. And if you have a different attitude in anything, this also God will reveal to you. Nevertheless, let us live up to the same standard we have attained. You see, uh, this is what maturity in the Lord and discipleship is all about. This is the attitude of Yeshua and if you don't agree, God will reveal it to you in his timing. But So what is that attitude? We have control of our emotions. We talked about that last week, I believe, or the week before. We have, we have to control our emotions. We, our behavior has to be loving. It has to show that we're trusting God in everything, and we have to rejoice. And when we do those things, God will do amazing things. So as we enter uh, 2023, what's God's plan and purpose for you? Well, to get closer to the Lord each day by doing the things that we have read about in Scripture. And what are they? Well, as a review, trust in the Lord, rejoice in the Lord, acknowledge God in everything, no grumbling, no arguing, no complaining, to know him, to know the power of his resurrection, to share of his suffering, and to become like him in his death. Are you in a good place with God? Are you having quality time with him? 
Are you in a good place with your family? Are you in a good place with the congregation you go to? Are you in a good place with friends, neighbors, coworkers? Will you be in a good place with new people in your your uh, life in 2023? In this new year, God would have us take a good look at ourselves. And we'll continue this next week. Let me just mention once again that we have this booklet to help you rejoice. It's scriptures about rejoicing always. So if you'd like the free booklet, just call our office. And also we'd be humbled if you were to give us a gift or a monthly gift or a one-time gift to help us stay on the air. Either way, call Karen or Jen at 813-831-5673. If you want to speak to me, certainly you can uh, email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. I pray that God has touched you in this program, and it's a great beginning for you in the year 2023. And I pray that in this year, you will grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.